the uh, sun does not always shine in West Virginia, but the people always do. Well, George, what's uh, what's kind of the day to day for you? You get in. I mean, I know it's eight o'clock right now, but um, you know, what what's an average day kind of look for you like? Well, honestly, so the first thing I do is I get in the car from my house, uh, you know, and I drive 45 <laughs> minutes and I call my mom um, and, uh, you <laughs> know, call day? my mom every day. It's really important. Um, the uh, the thing I told her today was what I was doing. I said, I'm on a podcast with CJ Harvey and uh, Cooper Cup. She was like, what? And I was like, CJ Harvey, she remembered you. She was like, man, he's a good <laughs> soccer player. So my yeah, mom no. says hello. And she's That's uh, funny. Super proud. I was like, he's a he's a working for Governor Justice now. And she said, Oh, it's wonderful. Yeah, you know, it's not, uh, that's good. That's well, good, that's man. Very thoughtful. That's very thoughtful of you both. And uh, you were the soccer player, man, not me. You you had the deadly lefty, the deadly left <laughs> foot there, man. You were you were a heck of a player. So yeah, but we both were, man. That's for sure. It was yeah, fun. We had yeah, some fun. I miss we those did. days. I yeah. miss those days for yeah. sure. For sure. Anyway, uh, yeah. So anyway, so forty-five minute drive to work, and then uh, then the grind starts, right? Yeah. So we honestly we have a steam generator. Uh, the steam generator basically steams these mushroom blocks, and there's bags of sawdust. So you know it, it gets a lot of steam, and it takes five to six uh, six hours right now. Um, so I've got to get that done as soon as possible. So we're changing out mushroom blocks as soon as we get there. You know, it's kind of a rush. Um, honestly, and uh, to get the thing running and going, um, and they'll they'll be here in probably about thirty minutes to do that or so. But I try to get here a little bit earlier. Um, so you know, it's uh, uh, yeah, it's 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 a whirlwind. It really is. It's a whirlwind. And then finally, we relax a bit and we take those mushroom blocks into our laboratory, which we built in this old building that's a turnpikes building, um, and we uh, from the tunnel, and then we uh, essentially start inoculating mushroom blocks, making mushroom blocks, and that's the first thing we do. And then it's like, all right, fine. We finally made, you know, around, I think we do 230 in a run. Uh, so it's a, it's a lot of work. They're heavy. They're like eight pounds. You're, you get really strong, you know, moving all those mushroom blocks. And uh, uh, then we have people that are, you know, so we usually have two guys doing that. Then we'll have one guy that's running around picking mushrooms, fulfilling online orders. So we do a lot of online business. Um, we, uh, we sell to all 50 states, uh, actually except Hawaii, uh, every month. Um, pretty much, which is when it's been that way since the pandemic happened. Um, so we, uh, uh, we're really extraordinarily grateful. Um, you know, all my restaurants shut down during the pandemic and I said, oh man, I was, I was pretty much, I was going to go out of business. Um, it was looking pretty grim and I shifted all the last bit of dollars I had to online marketing and it worked out great. And, uh, I was like, wow, wow. now we have, uh, you know, uh, we're hiring right now. We have two people on South of Norway, three um, so, you know, we, uh, another one got a great opportunity. We're happy for him. Um, so, you know, uh, yeah, I mean, things are, things are going extraordinarily well, but, uh, after, after the online orders are fulfilled, you know, and the fresh mushrooms are packaged and all that stuff's going on. I'm usually taking calls from customers, answering questions about how to do grow kits, taking phone orders. I mean, it's, it's a lot. My day is always different. Um, so, you know. Is your is your customer restaurants, individuals, or like you know wholesalers? Who kind of is your in like customer when you when you grow them and then sell? Yeah, so we uh, we actually have farms that we sell wholesale to. We mainly do a lot of direct to consumer on the internet, and then we have local restaurants. Um, basically, everybody. I'm kind of hitting a lot of ends of the business, which is a wonderful thing about mushrooms. You know, some mushrooms, if you don't sell them all, you can dry them, and then you can sell the dried. And we have dried customers all across the country in, in Colorado. 
um, Oklahoma, Florida, uh, Texas, New York, uh, you know, everywhere. Uh, and then we have customers that we also ship wholesale blocks to. We only have three or three of those right now. One's in North Carolina, one's in Vermont, and one's also in Oklahoma. Oklahoma's really great mushroom loving state. Um, and then, uh, you know, we do business basically with them as much as possible. You know, the, the goal is to try to bring out of state dollars in and we're, we're doing that as much as we can, but it's a grind. That's for sure. Absolutely. So, yeah. 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 Well, I just bought one of the grow kits from you at the capital market last weekend. So, uh, so far so good. Um, Wonderful. yeah, I'm yeah. Glad. And I, I get that lion's mane, but it, you know, what, what's been like, I mean, you were on the brink of potentially the company ending and then now all of a sudden you're booming across all 50 states i mean what a what a rush it's been over the last kind of two years for you i'm sure yeah it's been crazy i mean we went from the we were started out uh you know five years ago almost now uh i think five years in october mm -hmm. uh, on a mine site where i was sleeping in a single wide office trailer on an air mattress on top of two desks with a shotgun next to me like setting my alarm by, you know, I said the sterilizer takes five to six hours. It used to take 16. Uh, so, you know, I, uh, it's certainly been a lot of, uh, a lot of hard work and I had a lot of good help, you know, made a lot of good <laughs> friends along the way. Uh, but I mean, man, living out there was wild. I mean, so I basically lived on a surface mine for two and a half years until I met my wonderful, beautiful wife. And, uh, uh, she, you know, we started dating. She stayed with me this summer there. And then we got to be the winter. She's like, I can't, uh, I can't do this. <laughs> so we, uh, I, uh, it just started, I lived in her apartment for a while and then we finally, you know, uh, got a house, uh, in December, I think of 21. So, you know, uh, uh, it's, it's crazy. So, you know, my life has totally changed. I mean, from, from four years ago, from two years ago, you know, I was still at the farm, uh, uh, you know, doing mushrooms on the mines. Uh, right now we are right next to a mine. Yeah. Um, so we're still doing a lot of our remediation work, which is wonderful. Uh, we're doing a lot of projects there, trying to figure out how to best use our waste, what what stuff it can soak up, uh, you know, what what it can be used to grow, um, and all sorts of stuff like that. We've got a lot of good partners on those projects, so we're really excited for that aspect of it. Um, but you know, most of it is really right now just still selling mushrooms and mushroom grow kits, and um, you know, it's uh, yeah, it's a it's a it's a, certainly a hustle. So, uh, but it, it it's working, so that's wonderful. From the beginning, was it was that like the goal? sort of like a mission-driven company to like to kind of communicate brand and talk about like the mine like reclamation sites and how maybe a new new Appalachia industry a new thing can be born out of you know something like out of waste or out of like an already thought of like used land it's like now you're repurposing it doing something productive like from the jump was that kind of the mo or did it evolve into that sort of no that, that was it i mean i didn't want to be a corporate guy uh, yeah. I, uh, I had a, an internship and then, you know, I just kind of, my dad said to me, he's like, Hey, you can go to business school or start a business. I was like, man, I'll start a business. And, uh, the elder beerman was shutting down and I said, Hey, mushrooms look really good. You know, we could compost, use the compost on the mine site. You know, we have access to this land already. Let's, uh, let's get it going. So we started with one shipping container and we got another one. Uh, then we got another one. Then we got another one. Now we're in a tunnel. Which is, uh, which is, which is wild. Um, so I think my business in the last two years have gone from like 3000 square feet to 10,000. And, uh, so we are, we are seriously pushing out the mushroom blocks, but, um, the, Wait, so uh, what's a, sorry to interrupt you, what's a tunnel? Like what's a, what's a, what do you mean by you're in a tunnel? Yeah. So we are, we're in the old Memorial tunnel just outside of Paint Creek. It was an old highway tunnel where they were doing the, um, oh, uh, wow. national, uh, guard training. 
Um, oh yeah, I know exactly. What you're yeah. talking about. General Holy Crane cow. really uh, believed believed in our mission, and he said, "Hey, let's uh, let this happen." And we uh, were right so far. I told him I wouldn't let him down. I haven't done it yet, so things are <laughs> things are going uh, really well. Uh, so we're uh, you know very very excited. Uh, but yeah, the, the the original purpose though was to be you know a social driven company, and I said, you know, let's come back here and start a business. This is way better. I can be more use here, you know, than I can if I were to go and get a job somewhere else, you know. Um, the brain drain thing uh, kind of spoke to me and it's like, hey, you know, don't don't leave. There's there's a lot of opportunity here. You can create something. It's going to be a lot of hard work, but you certainly can create something. And that's what I'm what I'm set out to do, the social driven purpose, you know, and uh, doing something that matters, you know, working with the minds to do reclamation, figuring all that stuff out, um, creating jobs on both end, um, you know, for 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 Appalachians. It's, it's really important. It's a, it's a thing that I think our generation is tasked with. And uh, I, you know, I respect you guys particularly, you know, we're around the same age. So that's, that's wonderful what you guys are doing. I mean, creating jobs is key. We don't have that. Then, you know, where, where the, where the right mind's going to go, you know? True. Yeah. No, well, uh, hats off to you. I mean, what you've been able to accomplish is outstanding too. So, uh, you know, what are the challenges of like reclaiming a mine site? So, you know, take us back to even the beginning, the the original site, and then, you know, how how do you even try, how do you like... (laughs) go about yeah. that you know so my uh cousin uh is actually so he it was his mind so we uh we started out there on their property and we essentially just take our waste product and we've been trying different things with it i've uh uh fed it to worms i made really good worm compost grew a bunch of plants planted them uh i uh, uh spread the dirt out to try to make soil killed some plants um, you know, I've killed a lot of plants trying to figure this out. <laughs> I'm you not li- a soil test li- guy. Learn, I met yeah. a guy that is, and he said that I needed to add chicken manure. So we started incorporating chicken manure into it uh, to make a really good compost blend, um, you know, and, and feeding it to the worms and growing plants. And I'd, I'd like to scale that up. Um, and so now, you know, what we're doing is, is basically in mounds, so uh, on the mine. Um, and, uh, you know, I wish uh, 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 I wish and hope it keeps growing, you know. So the idea is to basically create a topsoil layer and then, uh, to, to incorporate that into the reclamation work. So, um, you know, it's, uh, it's a lot of fun doing that and trying those things, but I mean, that is, and again, it's a lot of grueling, grueling, grueling work. Yeah, um, absolutely. Moving those mushroom blocks to backing them on the mine side. It's hot up there. I mean, especially in the summer, the, or- the sun's beating down on you. You're like, man, okay, am I going to be able to make a little garden? Um, so, uh, and, uh, you know, we, at our old site, we had a pretty huge test plot, but, uh, we actually got robbed, um, uh, 12 times, uh, you know, at our old site. So after I, uh, uh, moved, um, you know, b- before I moved here to the new site and I was like, man, we really got to get out of here. Um, so there's a really fertile ground right there <laughs> that, uh, that we need to, you know, there's nothing growing. Uh, but we, uh. We have a lot of really exciting new projects that we're working on with the mine that's literally right over here. Um, and uh, it's uh, it's going very, very well. Hey friends, I did want to remind you real quick that Wing to Wing Foundation is the closest to the pin sponsor of Saturday, June 10th's Almost Heaven Classic Golf Tournament. The Wing to Wing Foundation was founded by Brad and Alice Smith with the aim of championing human dignity while unleashing human potential in West Virginia. 
Aspiration and talent are equally distributed across a population, but opportunity is not. And the Wing to Wing Foundation is focused on changing that reality through their support and investments in education, entrepreneurship, and the environment. Their goal is to level the playing field of opportunity throughout Appalachia while serving as a lighthouse for similar regions and communities across the globe. Are you buying or selling a home in West Virginia? Well, then you need to talk to our friends at Great Expectations Realty, a Berkshire Hathaway company. Great Expectations Realty is the beverage cart sponsor of the Almost Heaven Classic. And for more information about buying and selling homes in Almost Heaven, please reach out to Alan Wells at A-W-E-L-L-S at B-H-H-S-G-E-R dot com. That's A-Wells at B-H-H-S-G-E-R sger.com would you say george are you embraced by like i mean do you have contact with like the mining industry like my executives my companies is it all kind of like like how do you go about like where <laughs> yeah that's been interesting like, i mean i am a little bit more uh you know uh I'm younger, I'm just so different values you know but i definitely i've made great connections the mining industry i think you like, know, do they like your work? Or do they respect it? Are they aware yeah, of it? Yeah, they That's do. I mean, so I'm, I'm obviously on a little bit of a different stance about mining. You know, I, I think that, you know, we need to utilize what we have now to make a better future. Um, but I think that, you know, maybe the ways of the past aren't the best ways to, to go forward. Um, but the thing is, you know, so I had this 15-year-old kid that's when he started working for me, uh, the driving a side-by-side work that lived in Hernshaw. And, you know, I, he helped me every day, uh, you know, after school then all in the summer. Um, and we, we became extraordinarily close and now he's in the coal mines and, you know, uh, he turned 18 and he said, you know, he gradu- he's graduating high school. So he said, Hey, look, I'm going to the mines. And I said, okay. You know, um, and that broke my heart because, you know, that, but at the same time, what, what can I, what can I do to say, Hey, don't go take that extraordinarily high paying job that's going to provide for your family you know that's that's an extraordinarily difficult decision you know it's uh uh hey you know maybe find uh and create other opportunities so that we have a uh base that that can be employed you know what i mean that has all these skills and utilize them in different ways um, but it's yeah it's certainly certainly an interesting relationship i think though that you know we need to realize hey look this is what, what's going on now how can we adapt how can we uh prevent pollution how can we do all of these things uh you know and uh uh make the world better and the mining companies agree to that i mean they they want to limit their pollution you know they want to uh, they have to i mean they're required by law to um and, and you know helping them do that is something that we what we strive to do so yeah yeah you know, I, was just, I was just curious if they were i mean like you would think that they would embrace and almost like work in some sort of tandem with a, a group or an individual or organization like yourself because you kind of are repurposing and showing it, you know, showing a new purpose for potential land that was used. But I didn't know how much I mean, we've had a guy named Junior Walt. I don't know if you're familiar with like Coal River. Is it Coal River Mountain Wash? I guess the name of it. Um, basically, they're like an advocacy group that kind of spots lines when they don't or when they're not responsible for their cleanup of their reclamation sites and the mountaintop removal and they're by contract supposed to do stuff and then they don't do it. Like they kind of are like a watchdog in that area for that. Um, so it's kind of interesting, like all the, the dynamics of how much like intercommunication is between you all and, 
if, I mean, and maybe it's a utopia world, but it's like, you would think that leaning into stuff like this from their perspective should be, you know, something on their radar and they want to do because it, it extends the life of the land it repairs it and that's where it goes. Yeah. Mushrooms are extraordinarily powerful in their abilities to, uh, uh, to deal with pollution and mitigate pollution. Um, and that's really what we're doing a lot of experiments with. I mean, they are working with us and we're super glad that they are working with us. I mean, and it's, it's wonderful, you know, that, uh, uh, you know, we're able to try these things, to try to plan, to try to figure out, hey, what can we use this waste product for, you know? And I think the perfect place to do it is the mines, to try to figure out, hey, how do we, you know, and they're doing a lot of really cool stuff on mines. They're growing lavender. They're essentially composting using manure. Uh, the Coalfield Development Company, I think, down in Mingo County, if I'm I'm not, not correct, uh, you know, um, so I, there is a lot of potential for this site. And yeah, that's certainly what I saw. I said, hey, look, you know, we need to do something for the state. Let's utilize what we have. And they have been really good to work with. I mean, but it is definitely a slower moving world. Um, sure. You know, uh, <laughs> it, it's and it's oftentimes hard for me to to, uh, uh, you know, uh, get get a, a stuff done. But uh, I, I have great companies that we're working with right now. and We love it. Um, so, you know, we hope to keep experimenting and keep trying and they're helping us out a lot, which is great, you know, so. Yeah. yeah. Why mushrooms? Why, wh where did the initial passion for mushroom growing come from? Uh, honestly, I just, uh, uh, I was looking at different business ideas that would be good on my lane. Uh, so like I went from the opposite direction of it and what he was saying. And I thought, you know, mushrooms are great. They're good for you. They're healthy. Our culture loves them. Um, you know, but, uh, especially Appalachian culture, you know, mm -hmm. it's huge in Appalachian culture, uh, from recipes, from foraging, from everything like that, you know, and, and they're just, they're awesome. I mean, who do I mean, there are some people that don't love mushrooms that, that have met them at the capital market, but you know, I mean, yeah, <laughs> uh, he doesn't love mushrooms, you know, uh, I, I do. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so I sort of went that way about it. And then as I was saying, I got that shelving from elder, elder Beerman and I couldn't really turn back after that. So. You know, it was like, uh, hey, let's let's do it. And it, it worked really well. I mean, but I tell you what, convincing somebody to buy a chef's to buy a lion's mane when they had never seen it was really, really hard. And when I first started out, it was it was way different because I was in a kind of an unknown going out, out with a box said, hey, I grew these mushrooms of mine. Yeah, do you want <laughs> these? Them, you yeah. Know? <laughs> <laughs> it came funny. in dirty. Like, you know, I didn't, I didn't, you know, I was like, but I was so excited. I was like, here's my first yeah. harvest. And I, I, uh, I got rejected just completely. I mean. Uh, by most chefs, actually, most of our customers that are uh, wow. uh, locals started out after we came in business, which is kind of cool. There are some uh, stalwarts though to that, you know, the people that are, uh, uh, you know, uh, a general steak and seafood, a Bridger Bistro, you know, the places like that. They, uh, uh, but you know, Tin Tin, a Broodsy, the Pitches, uh, Belknap Dough Company, uh, the Bridge Cafe. Uh, was actually before, and, and then uh, in Hurricane, uh, but there are all sorts of places um, uh, that uh, DT Prime started afterwards. Uh, you know that we sell to. Uh, yeah, so you know we, we've we've really uh, got a got a good market here, and that was a hard part. Creating the market was extraordinarily difficult because nobody had seen seen exotic mushrooms like these before. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say, what are the Maybe expand, if you will, on the types of mushrooms. And I, you said lions, man. I feel like I've had, I bought some type of coffee that was like mushroom infused yeah. lion's mane coffee. Lion's mane coffee. Yeah. yeah. So are you Maybe. making all, all sorts of types or just like the traditional and you see it in like, you know, a Philly cheesesteak and mushroom kind of deal or like what, what no. exactly, what types are you making? Yeah. Or... So, 
so we're just growing gourmet exotics. Uh, so, you know, oysters, uh, lion's mane, shiitakes, chestnuts, reishi. Uh, you know, we grow, I don't know, probably seven or eight different varieties of oyster, uh, blue, pink, yellow, black king, Italian, oh, who, snow. Uh, there, there are a lot of different types of oyster. Wow. And they're all really, really good. And I'm trying to learn how to grow turkey tail. That's the new thing. My, uh, uh, <laughs> Uh, dog Puff has a skin condition and we're, we think turkey tail might help. One of the most unique features of this year's Almost Heaven Classic Golf Tournament is that the winning team, everybody on the winning team, will each take home a custom-made, one-of-a-kind West Virginia jacket made by the one and only Tony the Tailor. It's going to have our logos on the inside, clean on the outside so that you can wear it to dinner. You can throw it on for any kind of event. And people are like, wow, that's a nice jacket. And you can flip it open and be like, and look at this. I won this tournament. It's going to be awesome and something that you can wear anywhere you go. So make sure that you get in and uh, good luck. <laughs> Hopefully you can win one of these jackets. Speaking of Tony the Tailor, he is the man that you need to see if you're looking for a new suit or pants, anything. Master tailor Anthony Paranzino has assembled an extraordinary combination of world-renowned vendors and support staff with one goal in mind, to exceed your expectations. So make an appointment and visit Tony the Tailor in downtown Charleston soon. Hey folks, I wanted to take a quick break to remind you that the Almost Heaven Classic is brought to you by Star USA Federal Credit Union. Star USA is headquartered in Charleston, West Virginia, and primarily serves consumers throughout the southeastern region of the United States. They offer competitive rates for auto, mortgage, and personal loan, and provide services such as online banking, mobile apps, bill pay, and much more. Visit www.starusafcu.com for more information. The lion's mane, I think, is interesting because maybe that's, in my mind at least, that's the one that I know better than all the rest. Not that I'm any kind of mushroom expert, but lion's mane does, you know, traditionally provide these, like, these mental boosts, right? Kind of, like, erases the fog in your head. It's it's supposed to give you, like, some, um, you know, cognitive clarity of sorts and cognitive uh, superpower, and so you just add it to whatever it is you're adding. But, uh, you know, why... What, what about mushrooms or lion's mane in particular does that? Why why does lion's mane do that? And what <clears throat> why do some mushrooms provide certain other properties like that or other things like that? I guess it's no different than any fruit or vegetable that you'd consume, right? Yeah, so lion's mane essentially helps stir, stimulate your neural pathways. You know, it's got nutrients in it and vitamins and uh, chitins that are extraordinarily good for you that when you digest them, you know, they break down and essentially help trigger your 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 lobes to uh, stimulate them. They call it the natural Adderall. Uh, so it's it's very, very good for focus. In yeah, it's such short CGI on these podcasts. I need to get back yeah. into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, seriously. I, uh, I, right now, <laughs> it's crazy how much Lion's Mane makes up of our inventory. It's, I, we have... It's kind I, of a buzzword now. Lion's Mane's become a buzzword almost. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. Uh, the uh, We have, I think... I think I have about 527 lion's mane blocks right now in inventory. Um, and then I'd say 250 of those are growing and then waiting to be grossed. That's around 500 pounds of lion's mane growing right now. 
and uh, we, uh, oh my god yeah we uh, a quarter we of a ton it, uh, of lion's mane <laughs> yeah insane. we dry it then uh and then uh powder it and sell it to this uh supplement company the yeah. fruiting bodies and you got to make sure you're getting the fruiting bodies because a lot of companies are essentially inoculating like oats and then they're grinding up the oats and then they're selling that which you get some of the benefits but it's not the same as if you were to get the fruiting body and we we do uh a fruiting body wait um, people are grinding up oats and calling it lion's mane yeah, so well, so it's like basically like you take a plant, you know, and then you grind up the roots, like, and uh, you know, and then you call it flavor. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So the mycelium is the roots, so it's like that's yeah, it's not it's not legitimate. So you really got to make sure you're getting your lines made from the right source. It's best to just get the dried, uh, ball like uh, balls of lines made themselves, then just blend them and you know, yep. take a little. Yeah. So that's yeah. what that's what I'm saying. Like I, you see it even like in Trader Joe's now or like Whole Foods, you'll see like the little prepackaged teas that say lives made. Do you think is that is that the example maybe of it where it's not even truly getting the real benefits of it versus like by the time it's in big box corporate like teas, like is that the real stuff or is that just kind of like a they're just using the name and the hype of it to sell you know, mushroom infused coffee or tea, but it might not even be legit. Like, yeah, yeah, you really gotta watch out. I, I, uh, I think that's a huge problem. I mean, there are a lot of companies that have gotten in trouble, but if you if you get Hershaw Farms dried lines, man, you know you're getting the real deal. <laughs> you're getting the real stuff. That's funny. That's funny. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So you were trying to explain, and this is a little uh, stupidity on my end because maybe I wasn't listening enough. But so we bought this, we bought this, uh, the growing growing kit from you. Yeah, over the weekend, and you said, and you gave us this little mist bottle, and you said, all you got to do is mist it, and so, and it'll start growing, and so, when can I start pulling off of the top of yeah. the kit? So, it'll essentially, like, form a little ball, and it'll look like cauliflower, and then it'll, it'll have little icicles that, yeah. like, that start coming down. That's when you harvest. Okay. And, and if you're confused about it, just email me, support okay. at hurtshopfarms.com. Okay. I check that more than my regular email. <laughs> okay. and, uh, uh, I get pictures from everyone around the country or just uh, message me on Facebook. I'll, I'll let you know. Uh, but uh, yeah, I uh, run a lot of customer support. And honestly, I love it. I get to talk to some really cool people yeah. uh, you know, from all over the country. You wouldn't believe the accents. I'm like, what in the world? And some guy's like from Boston <laughs> and telling me, it's like, you know, man, what do you mean? I'm like, okay, I, I can't understand. But, you know. <laughs> That's awesome. And, uh, and then people will be like, yeah, hey, you got such a Southern draw. Uh, but yeah, it's really easy to grow. I mean, our grow kits are, are why are really, really oh, popular. Dude, uh, mainly, they're easy. Yeah. Yeah, they're <laughs> easy, easy. All you got to do is just open it and water it. Um, yeah. You know, and we sell bigger grow kits than most companies. Um, so it's a little bit heavier. So you got to make sure you have a little bit more space. Um, but uh, uh, we do that because a lot of our customers are uh, farmers, I think, too, that um, we have a lot of subscribers that are farmers that, uh, essentially, we send mushroom grow kits to every month that are you know growing a little bit uh, and then selling it alongside of their traditional offerings where yeah. they don't you know there might not be a mushroom farmer in their area. Gotcha. Um, yeah. and that's, and that's one, more, I, one more follow up about the lines main grower yeah. growing kit. So you sorry said I got distracted. No 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 no. After a couple of weeks, you can start. You said something about like feeding it coffee grounds and tea leaves, and that yeah. can help it like restart the growth process or it'll continue to grow. That's just providing nutrients to it. Can you dive into that a little bit? And yeah, I mean, the, the simplicity of it is almost shocking. Yeah. It's really easy. I mean, so, so mushrooms just have to ca keep having food given to them. Um, so if you have, you know, you need a nitrogen and, and essentially a carbon source. Um, and if you have a uh, uh, coffee grounds, that's a pretty good nitrogen sourcing. You'll get some leaves or something like that. And, uh, 
put it in this. I would essentially get a pot that's about the same size, you know, as the kid. You know, it doesn't really matter if it's too big. Or you can use a tub, a tote. I prefer a pot, though, because it has a place for water to drain out of the bottom, usually holes. Mm -hmm. um, you can mash it up, right? And then essentially you add the um, coffee grounds, keep adding the coffee grounds. Um, and it'll keep eating that and keep producing and keep producing, and keep producing. You could have it for, for a really long time as long as, uh, 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 you know, it, it keeps going. Uh, so it'll, it'll keep colonizing and keep eating. It's more like us than it is, you know, like plants. Fungi are more similar to animals in a lot of ways than plants. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. That's very cool. I, I mean, I, I can't even imagine the, the, the education that you've had to, uh, consume to just figure all this out. I'm sure a lot of it has oh, been self-taught. <laughs> trial and error but it's really incredible yeah a lot of youtube too YouTube yeah there is you go the starting a business i'm sure you know that from uh you know, yeah <laughs> how do you do this effect how do yep. you gain all this audio you know yep. how do you yeah so like now with like yeah with chat gpt and then just combine that with regular google you can just literally anything you want to figure out just like how do i and then there's going to be like a probably a breakdown on it on yeah. youtube step yeah. by step for cool for but sure it, that's kind of like the 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 technology version of what Appalachian ancestors did for generations, right? I mean, like our ancestors in Appalachian knew this about our herbs and plants and stuff. And this was knowledge. This was medicine, this was food. I mean, um, we had a guy on the podcast. He's like a TikTok guy. He's um, uh, Nate Petrosky. I don't know if you ever heard of this guy. And he's like, um, it's called Narraway Olmstead. I think it's the full thing. He's got like, at the time, CJ, remember he tells he wanted enough followers to be like all of west virginia now he's up to like 2.5 million yeah he's like yeah. a couple of his following but he actually he's a homesteader his whole thing is like moved to west virginia and it's kind of like trying to be like a, you know self-sustaining homesteading lifestyle and he basically live stream tiktoks the whole thing and people flock to it but something that he gathers on his property by like the bushel is um what's it called chicken of the woods i don't know if you're floor oh, down chicken the woods. Of the woods is great I he love it. It's the orange it. one. It's, uh, it's, yeah, it's phenomenal. Like yeah, he gets this. Yeah. It looks, yeah, it looks like almost like a hibachi chicken, basically, but <laughs> he gets them <laughs> and it like freezes them. And, you know, he, you know, I guess I've never had it, but it, it's maybe the same texture or flavor or some sort of relevance to chicken. But what, yeah, are you familiar with that one? Yeah, that? they're great. They're delicious. I love them. I, I found a, a couple in the woods. The, uh, uh, that's a prized one, though. I mean, chicken in the woods is, is really, really prized. And it's, it's like uh, more spongy and, and I mean, I don't know. It's just got a really interesting flavor. It is more meaty, uh, but really mushrooms are kind of about umami. So it's like what you cook them with in my book. So, you know, like it does have a different flavor. Shiitakes, I think are way woodier. Lion's mane kind of have like a seafood like taste. Rishi, which are great for your, uh, stimulating your blood, your blood flow. They're natural aphrodisiac taste terrible. Um, you know, but, uh, I, uh, they're really good for you. Um, oysters, all that different varying tastes, you know, uh, kind of some of were chocolatey almost, I would describe, um, you know, so, so there definitely are a lot of different flavors within the mushroom realm that they have a kind of a base flavor, but really if you put some soy sauce, some garlic, they'll absorb that flavor because they're 99% water for the most part. So when you're cooking mushrooms, be sure always also to cook your mushrooms. It's really important. It needs to help to break down the chitin so your digestive system can break it down. Interesting. Um, yeah. And that's something that a lot of people don't don't know um and then the uh because uh, usually cooking foods eliminates the nutrients but you're saying this it pulls it out of certain yeah. mushrooms well it helps break down the chitons which are hard for your digestive system to break down alone so yeah. um, you know that's essentially like the cell structure 
so it's uh, you know, and I got an international relations degree, so I uh, I learned all this from reading. So you know, um, but uh, I'll take uh, your word for it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> don't the, worry. Uh, uh, you know, but yeah, cooking was key. But you know, the salad fresh mushroom business is a billion dollar uh, business. So I, I you know I can see why it's not uh, uh, you know it's it's doing all. All right, but yeah, yeah. You, you don't want to eat it raw. And I've had people just eat them raw at the market. I'm like, ah, oh, that's, I mean, you can do that. I've done it, but it's like, uh, hey. It's better. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wait, so a, even, yeah. there are even complexities in terms of like, uh, you know, big farmer's not the right word, but like big food, like are there, does that trickle down even to like the mushroom world? Like there are, yeah. Mushroom, yeah, yeah, big I mushroom. I mean, it's like, thing? how close am I to becoming big mushroom? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, what's the, what's the line? You're on the other side, yeah. Jordan. Yeah. You're on the dark side. Big yeah, mushroom. So big mushroom is uh, Kenneth Square in Pennsylvania. It's a uh, half billion dollar uh, mushroom town uh, up north, just, uh, just above Morgantown. And there's kind of like uh, so, well, some live. I live that here. run the mushroom industry in uh, Kenneth Square. So See, that's crazy. Curtis, you mentioned that. I was, I was going to bring it up, but I wasn't exactly knowledgeable. I actually live full time in Westchester, Pennsylvania. So, and I have been bought. Yeah. Like, and people have told us this is like the mushroom capital of like the East Coast. Wow. Like, so, yeah. I didn't I didn't know the full extent of it. So, yeah. That, you said yeah, Kenneth Square, that's like 20 miles down the street. That's funny. Yeah. Do you smell it? You can. When you go over, there's some, There's a beautiful botanical garden called Longwood Gardens in this area. It's like world class, like 200 years old. I mean, it's like hundreds of acres of these like magnificent botanical gardens. Is that where you I, proposed to dinner? No, that was not proposed, <laughs> but that was our engagement picture. Oh, yeah. the engagement. Okay, all but, right. But right beside that is what seems to be Funny. the largest scale mushroom farm I've ever seen in my life. But yeah, it's yeah. like you can, you drive by there, you definitely know it's like something, something smells like, it's not a great smell, but something's going on like around this area for sure. Yeah, wow. I, uh, I went and toured them when I started. I mean, it's crazy, like, the level they're doing it on is insane. I mean, it's it's really really insane, and they're just moving a lot. There's a lot of people, a lot of trucks, and the, you know we have kind of our whole facility is one thing. So we have a laboratory place where you know, then we have a colonization place, then we have a fruiting space. Those are kind of the the three stages, you know, uh, you know, inoculation, and then colonization and fruiting. They have it all separate, and it's all in trucks, which is great because mushroom contamination is something you have to worry about. And just with anything bacterial, you know, uh, or uh, microbes or, uh, you know, anything like that, you really have to worry about it. Um, so keeping things clean is really key. And also keeping things, when you do recognize a problem, eliminating it quickly um, and, you know, uh, accounting for that loss. So it's uh, it's really key. But the, uh, 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 the Pennsylvanians have one facility, that's their laboratory facility, and then they drive everything to the next facility, that's the colonization facility. And from there, they drive everything to the fruiting facility. And I mean, it's insane. Like, wow, the skill you have to have to have that is it's wonderful. And I'm, yeah. I'm hoping we get there one day. I'm hoping we can, you know, uh, uh, bring you know, rival a little bit because the geothermal, you know, advantage that we have from the highway tunnel, from the Memorial, Memorial Tunnel is great. And I'm sure that we could find a deep mine somewhere where we could pump air out up to expand further. You know, I mean, it's wow. uh, it's yeah. it's like uh, you know, long run. I'm thinking, uh, you know, like there's there's all sorts of those here, you know, and I think that there there's a really a huge advantage that we have in the state to to make it happen. How uh, unique is the tunnel? Like, are you is that pretty unique to be in a tunnel? And does that have the yeah. like particular advantages? Like you said, the geothermal advantage. Like, yeah, so it's 55 all year round, and my you know largest expenses 
uh, previously were heating and cooling. Well, with the constant temperature, I just have to heat like, all year, which is crazy. I mean, you walk in there and it's like walking into an air conditioned building, but I mean, that's exactly what, what an underground mine's like, you know, uh, very, very right. cool, uh, wet and damp. Uh, but this one just, it's easier access. You know, you can drive a truck next to our facility. You can throw mushroom blocks in, you can take them out. You can, you know, pick mushrooms, put them on the back. It's, it's just way, way easier to navigate than what the, that structure would be. And it's also, I feel, uh, you know, it's, uh, uh, just a lot uh, better with airflow too, because the air is always moving one direction um, and it's always moving out, which is good for uh, you know exchanging the air, which is something that the mushrooms need. Um, mm. So there's huge advantages. The tunnel is also on a slight kind of slope, and so the air and the air goes this way and always kind of down and out. Um, and then there are these giant fans in the back uh, that we we don't really use, uh, but they turn them on and for uh, when they were removing part of the training uh facility uh and, it, and it'll suck the air back uh, and push it all out i mean it's it's really cool it's extraordinarily very very, yeah, very interesting the place is yeah. perfect for good it like it. yeah 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 it's great it's a wonderful i mean so so the, that advantage is huge so i'm hoping that we can keep growing and keep keep uh selling mushrooms and mushroom grow kits you know and keep keep on keeping on everything will be all right so yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. well what you're doing is awesome and there's no other way to put it. So, when you um, guys are doing is awesome. I love it. This is great. I'm so honored to, to to be on the podcast, guys. Yeah, yeah, man. Well, we just love, uh, you know, just just sharing the West Virginia experience, seeing what people are doing, and and man, what you have accomplished and what you are doing. Your long term goals, they're very genuine, and you're you're making West Virginia a better place, man. And we really do appreciate you know you coming on and and just everything that you're doing with Hernshaw Farms. Hey, we appreciate you, man. Thanks. Uh, it was a lovely talking to you guys.